American songwriter, we had the opportunity to talk to Benny Sings over Zoom video. Benny is a Dutch singer-songwriter who got into music at a very early age. He picked up clarinet at age 10. He tells us about graduating high school from, a, from the Royal Conservatory. And from there, he went on traveling alone through Europe. Benny tells us about putting out his first solo album, Champagne People, which did pretty well in the Netherlands and Europe, but didn't really gain a lot of attention until later, like 2010, in the United States. With artists like Rex Orange County and uh, Rita Ora citing him as a huge influence in their musical career, he even wrote with Rex Orange County on the single Loving Is Easy. So he tells us a lot about that. And he tells us all about this live stream that's happening. It's going to be live at a planetarium. So when he's singing, he's kind of got it all set up to where you can see where certain planets are. And he's kind of uh, (laughs) worked it out. So like Jupiter will be in a certain spot when a certain song is coming on. And it's just going to be absolutely mind blowing. I cannot wait to check out live at the planetarium, this global live stream. Benny also tells us a lot about his new record, Music. You can watch our interview with Benny Sings and myself on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. And it'd be rad if you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bringing Back Pod. Not only uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and give us a like on Facebook as well. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Benny Sings. Rad. So let's talk about music. Let's talk about your uh, journey in music and how you got to where you are now. Uh-huh. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, did born and raised? Talk, talk about where you were born and raised. Uh, born in uh, Dordrecht. It's I- a medium town in Holland, the Netherlands. Um, nothing much going on there, you know. Um, uh, I was a skater there when I was a teenager. Skateboarder? Skateboarder, yeah. Oh, right on. So same same here. Oh, nice. <laughs> but not nice. in the Netherlands, obviously. <laughs> no. no. Um, but that didn't last long, I have to say. Uh, I mean, but uh, it, 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 like, uh, I think it, um, trying to think of the word, it, it, it formed me, you know? Yeah, sure. Uh, and, um, so that's it. That's my upbringing. Uh, like uh, uh, a son of a doctor. Wow. Okay. Like a, a GP. You, you call that like that? Yeah. General practitioner. Or, yeah. yeah like a, normal. The, the doctor you go to when you have like a internal medicine of doctor. Sort of stuff. Yeah, sure. Right on. Yeah. Okay. That. Real- so uh, I always felt like that was boring or something, but uh, <laughs> I have good memories. Very warm. Yeah. Nice. Good. Very cool. So no music in the family as far as musicians go? No, no, no. The only one. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of music. We like we sang uh, Bach pieces together with the whole family oh, you know, wow. and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's there was a- there was a lot of music, but but no musicians. No. Got it. When you say uh, skateboarding kind of, uh, you know, formed formed you. When you was that like musically? Because personally, for me, skateboarding was where I I learned about a lot of bands like Iron Maiden and the Misfits and and certain bands like that because they were in the skate videos. Like was yeah, that yeah, yeah. something that you were kind of well, uh, not really. The, as well, okay. It, it, 
of course there was like the punk the pennywise and stuff but that really didn't stick for me it was about the hip-hop for me so uh yeah of course it was from the skate videos but i was like into that already i guess so uh, okay it was uh, just uh, uh, a package deal i guess but but the, like the, the skate culture influenced me a lot you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, there was rad hip hop, too. I mean, that's ex- I, I should have named some of that. I mean, Far Side was in those early yeah. hip hop videos. And the uh, Beast Boys, of course, and then, uh, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that's awesome. So what what was the first instrument you learned how to play? How did you get in the in the music vein? Um, first instrument was the clarinet. Oh. And uh, I, I was seven, you know, and played some jazz on that it was nice, but I was just young and and, uh, unaware. Uh, Then at like 14, 15, got a drum set and a guitar. And we started forming bands in which I mostly like sang and played the guitar. Okay. Did did you play the drums at all or was, did you just add it? it, Yeah, a little, but, but was never a drummer in the band. Got it. So my friends got on the drum set, you know, and, and yeah. Very cool. When did you start writing? Were you writing music at that point? Like, yes. or were you guys just doing cover songs? No, no, no. We, we were always like writing songs. And it was very similar to what I'm writing now, actually. It was like, it was early 90s. So like grunge was the big thing, you know? Sure. And we were like uh, anti-grunge, you know? We were against the grain. So we were like doing like sunshine, you know, soft Soft, jazzy, funk stuff. Uh, yeah, it's very similar to, to the Benny Singh stuff, actually. Wow, interesting. Were yes. you guys performing out, like doing shows around town? Like, was, were there places kind for of, younger all kids? Very small. All very small. Like, yeah, we did gigs here and there, but it was all very young and stupid, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I did see you went to school for, for music, didn't you? Yeah, it was like uh, it was on a conservatory on a music school. It was um, about composing um, art, electronic art music. So you got you got the classical music, then you get the atonal music, like at the beginning of the 1900s, and then that atonal music. Uh, there's there's a, a another wave after that that goes into electronic. So that's mm-hmm. like the 50s. Mm-hmm. It's very heavy, very dark about the war and stuff. And it's and it's about soundscape. So it's far more like modern art, I would say, than music. They uh, will, will never say that. But <laughs> uh, so I, I probably didn't get all of it. But it was like, yeah, like insane, insane pieces that I made there. Very, very... Uh, scary stuff you know really really how did you was the school like um something you had to apply for as far as yeah uh, yeah yeah you had to like uh, audition uh, some demos and stuff but it wasn't like uh you had to be really really musically educated okay so what were those demos that you're submitting (laughs) uh (laughs) some uh some uh like a clarinet composition Oh and, really? <laughs> uh, but also like some beats that I made, uh, which were more on the uh, like the experimental uh, uh, plane. Uh, nothing like the the pieces we would make after that on, in school, but but still, you know, they would they would hire. 
people like me that were just interested in in that. Yeah, yeah. they they could they knew you that you had something there, obviously. Probably, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Well, when did Benny Singh start? Was that much later or was that was, kind of around was, the like, same time? Yeah, it was like when I finished that study. It's a four year study. Uh-huh. I was like in a bad place. Like uh, I, I had an anxiety disorder from like, I don't know, 19 to 29 or something or <laughs> even longer. Um, and I was making these dark pieces like uh, I was just lost, basically. And and. I couldn't wait to get back to like the sunshine music from like my small town and my, 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 my skating, you know? And, and that was like, you know, kind of making lullabies for myself to ease myself. And, you know, and that was Benny Singh stuff. And then how did, how did that start kind of gaining traction? Did it, were you uh, it was online like, or was it retouring? No, no it, it, it was pre-internet and I, I just made demos. So I never, I was never like uh, in bands and, and performing then, you know, I was just mm-hmm. making the stuff and, and printing CDs, you know, burn, burnable. Burning them. Yeah. yeah. With the stickers and making like the, the things and, uh, and I sent it to people and then it got like noticed by some record companies and uh and then it got into the world that was like the champagne people album the first album 2003 mm-hmm. and so yeah. that, was that the one that you were pressing on the cds and in the stickers or was that after the fact uh no so the demo for that for that champagne people that were like like five songs from that uh that was my demo yeah and okay and we mixed it kind of and maybe added some recordings or something but not much so, yeah and with with the champagne people like how how did uh like i guess w- where did the step come between putting that demo out and then like that record coming out like was there just pa- word of mouth passing this passing this demo around yeah so so i i just passed it around and and it it wasn't like noticeable for any listener or something mm-hmm. you know so it was just like behind the scenes with the record company that I picked like docs records. And we just made that album without having any audience yet, or, you know, and we just put it out there and, 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 uh, and yeah, released it into the world. And, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, it got noticed, like not in a big way, but you, it got noticed for sure. You know, that people were writing about it. You got like people saying, Oh, I was in Mexico and uh, I heard your music and stuff. So, it was there, but but very unnoticeable for me. There there wasn't any CD sales or anything like that. You know, it was just like ah, cool. You know, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah. When did when did things start to take off a little bit? Um, I made a second album, all mm-hmm. kind of the same, but it kind of grew. There was a record deal in Japan and stuff, and and all very small, like organically, got- kind of growing. Yeah, then I got into like uh, producing Dutch artists as a as a producer and a writer because mm-hmm. we, me and and the owner of Docs Records, who's a good friend of mine, uh, we just figured stuff out to 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 see how my music could have more traction. So maybe we replace the hat. Maybe that does something, you know. And it did. Uh-huh. Uh So that that was a big success here in Holland. Uh, I did a couple of those made a few more albums and you know word got around but it was all, always very underground 
now we're getting to like 2011 or something and like the big new wave started so everything was like darkness depeche mode sure uh, uh, and i i i was lost because it was not for me you know uh-huh so but i felt the zeitgeist of course so i felt that darkness as well but i just couldn't translate it to what what, what i was doing so it was kind of lost and I, I i kind of gave up on the whole benny sings and thought like okay uh, i'm i'm just going to write for other people and stuff and that worked great i made new oh, commercials wow. and i was happy you know i had a life i had a career so so that was that was already i was already in a great place basically and then suddenly like people like anderson peck came and and chance the rapper who all of a sudden came back with that sound from like 2001 or something you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, wow, this music is back in vogue again. Never thought that would happen, uh, you know, but I guess I'm retro now or something. And then <laughs> and what, what, what you notice then is that my phone started ringing. People were like interested in Benny Sings, like what's he doing? And, uh, and really young artists who were like 20 years younger than me, mm-hmm. like 1918, they wanted to work with me and stuff. So we just noticed like something is up, you know, like. And then we thought, well, maybe we have to write a serious album again. And I did. And then we got the Stone's Throw deal. And that was like in 2018 or something. Oh, wow. Okay. So like so, when you put out art, like like the record art, for example, yeah. I mean, you have a huge song, Big Brown Eyes. The first song on the record is like massive. Like, was uh, that was that something that kind of came after, like after the fact? Because it sounds like there was nothing next, was really happening for you no, until no, like there was such a slow grower. So I think in 2011, there wasn't even any Spotify yet. Sure. But on YouTube, it, it, it had a couple of views, but not that much. I knew it was a good song. Mm-hmm. I love the song. It's my favorite up to date, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But then Spotify came and you saw it just gently moving up, you know, and it took like 10 years to come at this, this 10 million or something, you know? Wow. So, um, so that was never, it, it was never a big song. It, it, it's just, uh, it just grew, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you said like 2018, um, like our, like Anderson Pack, for example, I mean, he's huge, but he's really kind of only, in the recent years, like you said, it has become this like household name. And yeah. I just, I saw an article that Rita Ora, like it was like taught nine essential things Rita Ora needs. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. And then it was like yeah. her AirPods because she needs to listen to Benny sings. And I'm like, <laughs> right, wow, right. you know, like she's like so modern and like, so now uh-huh. that it's interesting to me that, I mean, you've had such a long career that, you know, in the past what three years or so all these artists these like you said 20 10 20 years younger than you are going back and being like hey like this this guy is is, as you know he was doing this way before before i really kind of caught this new wave yeah so it's like like yeah like a a comeback that i never expected or something it's like a second second wave i don't know if you use that for corona as well but here we have <laughs> yeah. the second and the third and the fourth so yeah this is my second wave it's awesome and it's way bigger than the first wave so it's it's i don't know it's it's all just it wasn't planned sure 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 and so when you say stone throws like uh, when you got stones throw records that was recently enough then right because you put out city pop and that was 
a couple of years ago. You, yeah, yeah ago. like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, go know, ahead. Sorry. That's, that's when it really took off. Like that's, that's, that's when things started to happen. You know? Okay. And when you were, when you were able to work with artists like uh, Anderson Packer, you know, Rex Orange County, for example, uh-huh. was, was, was he reaching out to you uh, around that same time period or is that kind of right before the wave hit again? Yeah, yeah. So Rex was one of those that like in 2000, let's say 17 or something started to reach out. Mm-hmm. And Rex w- wasn't famous at all himself yet. He just had a couple of things on sound- SoundCloud. Sure. But he was he was of those that that first things that started to trickle in, like uh, people people wanted to work with Benny Sings. Uh, how odd, you know, but but great. And uh, so that was like f- the first signs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, do you rem- remember or like the first of that second wave? What kind of got the ball rolling there? Was it like a, a specific artist or was it just the fact that people were all taking notice or just being like, oh, wow, like almost yeah. using you as like this had already happened. Why didn't it catch as big as it should have five I, years prior? Like like Rex told me that he knew my music from his parents. Interesting. So when I made my first album, he was uh, like one or two years old. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so that's the thing it's like uh yeah like me listening to music of the 70s you know uh-huh it's insane it's it's for him it's like yeah that music that makes him think of of, of his parents and stuff so i think that was was just what was was going on this rebirth of that music is just the 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 the, the people who were like babies back mm-hmm. then you know fe- feeling nostalgic and wanting that to feel that again you know yeah, that's interesting. That's that's really cool. Uh, with that, like, so this wave starts to hit again, and then this wave of a, a pandemic hits, like uh-huh. roughly around the same time. Like, tell me about where you were and how <laughs> how that kind of felt. I mean, you that must have been a sh- pretty big shocker to you. I mean, you just put out a record. I'm not no. sure if you were able to tour and and how that happened. No, 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 no. It, it, I I I canceled. 2020 myself already before oh, okay. so so it was like we were going on a on a huge trip to new zealand with a camper van with me and my kids and, and wife uh, so that was planned and then after when we we would return i would m- take the rest of the year off to finish the next album okay so the touring was already done uh, everything was done and and uh like uh, so 2021 would be the year to release again and, and, and stuff like that. So, so I just, uh, you know, I, um, um, I can't think of the yeah. phrase, but it didn't did, hit. It didn't really affect you as much as no. it would have maybe some other artists. Did that affect your songwriting at all though, for the, for this new record, do you think? No, because all of that was also the blueprint was already like written pre-pandemic so i had the blueprint then we went to new zealand and then i would finish it like the rest of the year uh, okay so so yeah it was just nothing for me my my studio is next kind of next to my house a few blocks away and uh so i would do what i would do anyway just walk to the studio and and uh, and write you know so yeah wow yeah with um 
with that, did that, uh, you, you're talking about taking a big trip with your family. Were you able to, to still do that? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. We got in lockdown there. So we, we were there for a couple of weeks and then this happened and it was really like an adventure. It was really awesome. <laughs> like we had to like go north to my aunt, which I didn't know yet, uh, to like seek refuge, you know, in sure. the night, kids crying, hungry uh, <laughs> in the back. And, but it was beautiful. Like I didn't even know that aunt and what she did and apparently she's super successful and has had this huge condo with a house next to it in which we could sleep in like a, a big land with all kinds of fruit trees and and grow your own crop and stuff so we had like the best best uh five weeks over there it was really it was almost like a blessing kind of in disguise there yeah, with the pandemic yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course it was stressful as well because we had to get back and you didn't know anything about Corona. We could, uh, had to go in a, like a, a, a full packed plane and stuff. So there was a lot of stress and stuff. But you know, it was it was beautiful. It was really life changing for for me and my wife that trip. That's amazing. Yeah. And where, so when you got back, where you you were able to obviously record this new record. Uh, yeah. The, the blueprint was there, and how how was uh, how was that? I mean, were you able to work with with other producers? Was was this just kind of like you could go and do this? to the studio down the street from your house and work at your own leisure and didn't really have to have the noise of anybody else kind of. No, no, I always work alone. So, so oh, okay. it was already the plan. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell me about the new record then. I did see you have some features on there. Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, I'm just writing more with other people. Like uh, I, I like, writing alone and stuff I, I often see myself more like as a writer you know like a, a book writer uh i'm not like the musician who'd like who likes to jam and interact and uh, i'm more like solitary and stuff so more that introvert path, yeah uh so so that that path of doing stuff together always was a bit you know rough but i'm starting to learn because it's it's great for your music you know mm -hmm. So my manager has a big role in that as well. He just kicks me out constantly, you know, as well <laughs> as live performances and stuff. He, he kicks me out and, and I enjoy it a lot when it's happening. So, so that's, that's, that's what happened with this album is just more collaborations. Uh, and yeah, I feel like there's gro growth there, you know, because of that. And also because of me, like, being more secure in my songwriting and stuff. So yeah, it's good. Speaking of live performances, you have a big, uh, a big one coming up or a, at least a really rad live stream performance from this beautiful planetarium. Yes. How, how did this all kind of come together? I watched the little trailer, <clears throat> but I'd love to hear about it. So I, I, there's, it's a super cute planetarium. It's actually uh, smaller than you'd think on the thing. It's, it's, but it's super nice. It's it's a really great like old planetarium, you know, in the in the old zoo in uh, in Amsterdam, and um, so there there are often every day there's a there's a movie there for kids, uh, oh, okay. see and to see what the planets do and stuff. So that movie got refreshed by an awesome artist who who made these like Sesame Street puppets uh, uh, and explained all the thing and and oh, that's I, cool. I made music for that movie. 
Oh, you did. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So My kid, small. I have a four-year-old next in the next uh, door behind me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure he would love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, um, we talked about the zoo owners and stuff about like, maybe we could do a trade that I make the music because the fee wasn't super high or something. And they said, well, maybe you can use the space ones for something or, you know, and then uh, this came along and we thought, yeah, let's use the space, you know, but then the trade didn't happen anymore because the zoo is in a super bad place because of Corona. So we just paid for it, but, but you know um, uh, yeah, that's how we got there. That's cool. That's really cool. And is this going to be your first live performance in a while? I would imagine. Yes. In a long while. And and we did the rehearsals already and we're going to rehearse more next week, but it felt super great. It was just like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Is it going to be interesting performing to, I, I would imagine, I don't know what the, with the, lockdown situation is in Amsterdam right now, but I would imagine there's not going to be anybody in the crowd, right? No, no, no. There's a crew there who's filming and stuff uh, and maybe like, no, like four people or something. Yeah, yeah. Is that going to be interesting performing? Like yeah, we, we already that? did. Yeah, we already did some live streams and it's it's kind of, it's awkward as hell, like finishing <laughs> a song like, and then that like tumbleweed moment, you know? After <laughs> You're that. like, yeah. Did anyone care? <laughs> you can submit. Do they have like a screen that you can at least see the little thumbs up and hearts coming yeah. up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna arrange that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's super weird, but but you know, I love this band which I'm playing for now, like the last like four or five years or something, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, yeah, it's it's a joy. So you know, yeah. I can't wait, man. And it's coming. What is the the record come out the same day as the the performance? Or yeah, I guess I think so. The ninth yeah. of of April. Yes. Wow, that's ex- really exciting. I mean, I'm yeah. sure. Are you gonna play the whole? Like, what's the the plan? To play new songs, old songs? I mean, that's kind of what you talk about in the trailer. But yeah, so it's not the whole album. I think no. There's a couple of songs that we don't play, but we play like. Uh, <laughs> I love that you have the set list off camera. <laughs> I think we play like eight songs of the new album. <laughs> eight songs. No Corona, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, and and old songs as well. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Benny Sings. I appreciate you, man. And I, and I cannot wait to see this. And just the venue itself, I was doing a lot of research on it because I'm like, oh, Planetarium, this has got to be insane looking. I yeah. Mean, oh, it's it so cool. So uh, cool. Yeah. Jupiter comes so close and it's huge. And uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be nice. Is there a time frame? I, I just thought of this right now. Uh, is there like a time frame of when you're going to do the performance in relation to where the planets are going to be in the Planetarium? Or is it just kind of like, oh, we're going to do it at this time? No, 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 no. We, we have something planned, but but we're still like um, talking about that, wh- how that should go. Because the nice thing of, of this planetarium and maybe a- any planetarium is you can plan a trip through space. You can punch that in. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to the sun from one minute to five <laughs> minutes. And, oh. and you can speed that, speed that up while while you're going. So... So we're going to 
take a trip through space, you know, uh, uh, during the concert. That's I that's, love that. That's awesome. That yeah. is really awesome. I, yeah. I can't wait to see it. I, I cannot yeah. wait. This sounds like it's going to be so, so amazing. And it's so fitting for the for the music that you put out as well. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not electro or anything like that. You know, it's not like uh, Star Trek music. So it's, sure. it's a bit odd, but uh, but, you know, why not? Why it's, not? That's so rad. So yeah. cool. Again, thank you so much, man. I have one more question for you before I let you go. I want to know yeah. if you uh, have any advice for aspiring artists. Uh, yeah, make as much as you can. And, uh, and most of the stuff you're going to make, please try to hear that it's not good, you know, <laughs> and, and just wait for something really good to come along. You know, that's, that's always important.